The Sons of Liberty is a politically neutral organization. We believe that the Judeo-Christian ethic has provided the principles upon which this nation was founded. It is our belief that these principles provide not only the foundation and framework for American government and society, but are also essential to the maintenance of a fair and just society. All program content is based on a Christian biblical worldview. One of you said to me recently that we shouldn't rock the boat. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I want to tell you that I am a boat rocker. I will not wear the mask. 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 I will not wear a mask. I will not get the vaccine. I will not get the vaccine. And I will not get the vaccine. I will resist evil. I will resist evil. I will resist evil. I will submit to God. I will submit to God. I will submit to God. In the Lord, I will praise his word. In God, I have put my trust, and I will not be afraid. Hear my prayer, O Lord, and let my cry come to you. Do not hide your face from me in the day. For the Lord is the great God, and the great King above all. Rise up, O judge of the earth. Render punishment to the proud. Lord, how long will the wicked, how long will the wicked chime? Righteousness and justice are the foundation of this I hate the work of those who fall away. With my mouth I will make known your faithfulness to all generations. For I have said, mercy shall be built up forever. Your faithfulness you shall stand. On an instrument of ten strings, on the lute and on the harp, with harmonious sound. For you, O Lord, have made me glad through your works. I will you, triumph Lord, in the works of your are on high forevermore. For behold, your enemies shall perish. All the workers of iniquity shall be scattered. I will defy tyrants. 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 And with that, good morning, America. Welcome, Christians, conservatives, constitutionalists, liberals, libertarians, communists, Islamists, LGBTQ, RSTUV, WXYZ people, all the boat rockers are in the house, and anybody else I may have missed, to the Sons of Liberty Radio Show here on Red State Talk Radio, where we use the Bible and the Constitution not to see who's on the right or the left, but who is on the straight and narrow. I'm your host, Tim Brown, coming to you live from the U.S. occupied state of South Carolina, the editor at Sons of Liberty Media.com, and for our Muslim friends, I'm the infidel that Allah warned you about. I hold to the book, the Bible. As the authoritative word of God, glad that you guys have joined us here this morning, and uh, we're going to get to things very shortly. But before we do, if you'd like to check us out online, please do so. SonsofLibertyRadio.com and also SonsofLibertyMedia.com. In fact, if you're listening by way of Red State Talk Radio and you want to watch the video portion of the radio show, head over to SonsofLibertyMedia.com. Scroll down on the right side of the page. You'll see we're streaming there. That's right. You can see the face. It's made for radio. Just blow that up on your device, whatever you've got. And uh, then be sure to click on the platform icon. Join us in the chat. Lots of friends there this morning. We're also streaming live on BeforeIt'sNews.com, as well as Rumble on Sons of Liberty Radio Live. We're on 
DLive at The Sons of Liberty, and we're also DLive.tv at The Sons of Liberty. We're also on Twitch at Setting Brush Fires, and we're also on Roku. If you've got a Roku device, uh, Cutting Edge TV there, and we've got uh, family in this morning, so if you hear some things in the background, that's what's going on. Um, just to let you know, and that is just for a little bit, hopefully. <laughs> some kids have to go to work today. Um, right above where we're streaming live, there is a Bradley show from yesterday, so if you missed that, you can still click on that and play that up until 3 p.m. today. He'll be on then live on SonsLibertyMedia.com right above where we're streaming live. And that will be for two hours today because it's Saturday. So Bradley will be on for two hours today. And uh, also right above that is where you can subscribe to our email newsletter. These are all the articles we put out for the day. Mine, Bradley's, uh, our contributors at SonsLibertyMedia.com. And if you will slide right up to the top of the page, if you would like to help us in getting the message out that we have, all you have to do is click on the Donate button at the top of the page. You can make a one-time donation, or you can partner with us monthly as a son or daughter of Liberty. And, um, yep, you set that up, and it comes out painless every month, however you want to set that out. And then on top of that is our store. Now, I showed you this week we are highlighting, and it's still highlighted through tonight at midnight, the cowards will not preserve the Republic shirts, right? So <clears throat> this week, all right, listen very carefully. This week only, when you use the promo code SAVE2021, SAVE2021, you can get 10% off anything and everything that's in the store. Okay, let me say it again. SAVE2021, you get whatever you want in the store, fill it up, and um, yeah, 10% off. All the t-shirts, I think it says we're sold out of the water bottles, coffee mugs, the books, the CDs, the hats, the toboggans, <laughs> the drum pad, uh, the DVDs, the dog tags, all of them. 10% off. Save 2021. If, if you want to pick up any of that stuff for gift giving or stuff for yourself, you've been holding out on it or whatever, now is the time to do that. Okay? All right. So here's the thing. We're waiting on Kate to join in. She said she'd be in in about five minutes. I have a video I want to play for you. It's only about four minutes long. This is the third in the series. We had Matt Trujillo on the show. He talked about steps of Christian resistance. You remember the first one is repentance. The second one is fighting. The third one is building. And here to communicate that third point of building is Matt Trujillo. The third part of Christian resistance is building. Remember Nehemiah, repenting, fighting, building. And it isn't like you do one and then the next. They're all intermingled. It's ongoing, all three. Listen, in the midst of God's judgment, he is already building. God is building during his judgment. Many people think, well, after the judgment's over, then we can build. No, God is building already while the judgment is in the land. For instance, he's judging the form of Christianity that's been prevalent in the West and here in America for decades and decades now. And he's replacing it already with a tougher, more biblical form of Christianity. That's being built in the midst of the judgment. Here's another area, the medical community. Many doctors and nurses have lost their jobs because they've stood stalwart, resolute against getting the shot. And then on the other side, there's many people who are afraid to go to hospitals, and rightly so. They've seen them for the death camps that they are, afraid to go to their own doctors, seeing what they're like. People are being forced to coalesce and work together 
to build new structures. The Lord is also judging the political realm. Forever, Americans have been fixated on every four years dealing with the president, the next Supreme Court justices. What we need to realize is, is that God is building at the local level, at the county level. People are rushing in to county and local government to make a stand for freedom because they have realized D.C. is at war with them and the state officials are not going to protect them. So God, in the midst of his judgment, is showing many people how far they have actually wed themselves to the world's thinking and to this world's system of doing things. And they're realizing, I need to look to the scriptures and do right by God. And they're simple things. Things as simple as get married, have children, fight the tyrants, but build for Christ in the earth in the midst of it all. And people are already realizing following God's way is so much better than what this world has taught them to do. So what can look so awful at the moment? You have to understand God is working it for his purposes, for good in the earth. People have often thought the world was coming to an end and they just completely shut down. During World War I, during World War II, during the Great Depression, many people just shut down. The world's over with, they just shut down. But the world went on. And you have to understand this. When God brings his judgment, he's judging the bad things within society. And that gives us opportunity to build good things in the midst of society. And understand, far more judgment is coming upon this nation. I've seen very little repentance. Things are going to have to get worse before they get better. And how just is God's judgment? Think of it. For nearly 50 years, Americans and American Christians have sat by while the helpless preborn are murdered, while their bodies are attacked. And now the Lord is using the tyrants to attack our bodies. We didn't defend their bodies, so now our bodies are being assaulted by the state. This is a time of God's judgment upon the land. We need to draw close to him and do right by him. Good news to all of you out there. The doctrine of the lesser magistrate continues to grow by leaps and bounds, not only in America, but other nations of the world. Join with us in prayer. Join with us in repentance, in fighting, in building. We want to invite you to an evening, November 30th, here in Wisconsin. There's so much material to get to. We're offering this gathering. We hope you're able to come, and if not, that you take time to watch the films of the talks that are produced afterwards. May Christ be praised. Amen. Amen. Uh, so that is the latest one out. I'll have that link in the archive. I'm probably going to do a short article on it, too, if you want to share that. Or you can you can go to Defy Tyrants on Rumble, and you can share that as well. Uh, I'm going to bring uh, Kate into the scene here in just a moment. But there's something else I kind of wanted to share with you. And uh, that, and I've, I forgot to bring it up, but I did upload it last night. Uh, to my personal channel, this is something that the mainstream media is not showing you. And my understanding is this is out of the Ukraine. The people have had enough of what's going on there, and they're actually beating back the agents of the state, the little pawns that have been put up there in their little riot gear and stuff. They're beating them back, and they're going after the politicians. I told you, I, I told... Any of the politicians around the world, you keep playing this game, 
and the people are going to have the last laugh on you. This is out of the Ukraine. I, I just want you to take a, a second and uh, and see what they've done here. And uh, I'm going to wait for it to come up. And they're sick of the vax tyranny, and they're coming for the coward politicians. Here's what's going on. And you can see, for those who are listening by way of Red State Talk Radio, let me just give a little narration. I'll turn it down here a little bit. The people are coming after them. They're bringing in fire extinguishers to fight back against all the stuff that's going on. They're going in. They're wanting the people who are supposed to represent them. They're wanting justice on them. They're they're tired of asking. Now they're demanding it. And see, when you won't do things lawfully, there comes a place where the people are going to say, we're going to do it the way it should have been done in the first place, and we're going to be the hand of God in judgment against you. And these are just some shots out of the uh, out of the Ukraine in which they're doing it. And you can see they brought in sticks. Um, they are beating down the shields that the agents of the state are using. You'll see that they just bomb rush them in a minute um, because they're going to they're going to get to them. And you can see they've got their own water cannons. So they're giving the tyrants a taste of their own medicine here. And what they're doing, and again, if you're listening by way of Red State Talk Radio and you can't see it, this is not like a few guys getting together and doing something here. And they're they're beating these, they're taking their shields. They're taking their shields from them, and these cops are trying to get away because they're being beat. See, they've done it to the people. These co- I have no mercy for these cops. There's just no sympathy for them. They've done it to the people. They've given it to the people unjustly, tyrannically, thinking they're protected. And they failed to realize there's hundreds of times more of the people than there are of them. And you know what? Their masters aren't going to protect them either. Their masters, if you're, if you're a police officer and you're engaged in this COVID tyranny and any kind of tyranny that you're inflicting on the people... Because you want to keep your job, your master isn't going to save you either. He's not going to save you either. He's going to hang you out to dry. You need to stand with the people. It doesn't matter if it's in the Ukraine, the U.S., the U.K., wherever it is, you need to stand with the people. Now watch this one. I mean, they are done dealing with, you know, putting up with this stuff. And you can see down here in the bottom... You got some people pushing against them, and they're coming against them with chairs they're throwing in there. These cops look like they're militarized in their riot gear and everything. This is exactly what it is. Yep, this will be in the archive, Jeffrey. And you didn't hear anything about this, did you? You hear about Hunter Biden and his millions or billions. You hear about his his crackheadness. You hear about all these prostitutes and everything else, and you hear about their dealings in Ukraine. You haven't seen this on the on the Mockingbird media, have you? And this is coming from RT, by the way. <laughs> this is coming from RT. And look at here. They got a hold of the cops now. And they're pulling the cops out of the way. And look, the cops are going, yep, we'll go along with this because you guys are about to kill us. 
you can see the people are in charge of it now. Uh, I'm telling you, what did I say? What was it, a week or two ago? I said, you guys keep playing this game, and eventually the people are going to have enough of it. And I'm not going to show you any sympathy. I'm not going to condemn or condone it, but I'm going to tell you, this is the way it goes down. You can see the people inside the... um, I don't know if this was a courthouse or if this was a place where they were having a meeting. Um, I, I don't know exactly what it was. And then you see the crowd of people outside. Now, I know some of you are thinking it looks like January 6th or this, that, and the other. I'm just telling you, you are the law in this country of the United States. The people are, okay? The people are the law here in the sense that we're the ones who established, not we, but our forefathers established the law uh, under God, and that was for the people to be the bearers of the law. And when those who've been put in positions of power don't do that, well, then it's left up to the people to bring that about. And we're going to talk a little bit about that today with Kate. And um, so let me let me bring her on. Good morning, Kate. Hi, good morning. Uh, always a pleasure to be here. And uh, God's will be done on everything. Just remember that, everybody. It's, um, God's overseen all of this. He knows the beginning and the end. Uh, regarding regarding that video, what's actually happened to the UK this week is it's been announced on the front page of the newspapers, Harper's Law, which refers to a police officer who was killed and his wife has campaigned tirelessly. Uh, very sad. And, and he was just a young man. But there's now that if you kill a police officer or a nurse, you go to prison for life. Now I find that very I get I find that very interesting. Um, there's a lot of people have posted on their Telegram chats. Um, Mark Steele, who you know very well, has posted. Well, how does that work the other way round when we are seeing the catastrophic effects of this experimental, untested, unlicensed, uninsured bioweapon that is being injected even into children now, even though they it's been reported that. Children have a 99.99998% chance of survival if one does indeed believe there is a virus that has incidentally never been isolated or proven to exist in humans. So um, how does that work the other way around, which is what many people are asking when our children and many people are being killed with these bioweapons? How does that work? And we are seeing constantly now all over the world in the press footballers premiership footballers and other footballers not in the premier league dropping on the pitch this is unprecedented and for the mainstream media to cover it but not to say what is the one thing that all of these people have in common and this is what we're seeing so when when you see people acting um not using the laws and the way they act. Unfortunately, there are laws. We are governed by laws which come from God's laws. And we have a right to protect ourselves using equal and opposing force if our life is under threat. And we are seeing in the press this week about the um, Aborigines, the indigenous people of Australia, 
that are being forced injected and their children by police and military from another country and medics uh, where they live. And this is happening and this is all happening. So what we're seeing there in that video that you've just played is when the people turn and they will turn and history shows us always that people will turn. And also my good friend who you've also had on the show, Celeste Salon, told me something, and I think I've said it on here before, that you will always have 2% who will constantly be up against this and they will fight Yep, and they will speak up. Then you will have maybe 6 to 8% who will speak up a couple of times, who will stand up to it a couple of times. And then you will have 90% who even under the threat of their own life, that they will die, will do nothing, will do nothing. But with that said, today, on this day, in Australia, and my family live in Australia, uh, in Melbourne, in Adelaide, my beloved sister is in Adelaide, my Adelaide and my mom and her husband, my nephews, my great nephew. But I have many cousins, aunts, uncles in Melbourne and in Queensland all over Australia, the people are on their feet. It's hard to believe that just a couple of months ago, they were firing rubber bullets into the backs of the people as they ran away near the Anzac Memorial. And now there are so many on the streets, it's impossible to do such a thing. Um, So, you know, going on to what I sent you, Tim, for anyone in the in in America who is is about to hear what I'm going to say when Tim's ready for me to say it, and there is a four four and a half minute video which I think is really important to play. For anyone who knows anyone in the UK or has any family or friends, I'd like you to share this what I'm about to say and the links which hopefully you will put on your website, Tim. For any of you that are in the UK, I would like you to share this. And I'm also going to be doing a video on just this because I am involved in it. Because what I'm about to point you to and show you has the biggest implications for every single man, woman and child in this country and has gone unreported and not only um, legally, but by the BBC. And this is so big. And one can even look retrospectively at what could have happened and what is about to happen. So um, when you're ready, Tim, I can talk about that. Yeah, Kate, this is about nine minutes. Do you want, is it the first part or the second half? Because I didn't get a chance to see this this morning. Um, What what I'll do is I'll talk about it and then I think you should play it. Because if I talk about it, people will know what to look for. Okay, go ahead. Because I think it's really it's really important. Yeah, the video is nine minutes long. Okay. Now there was there was a case a few years ago with um, a very senior member of NHS England went into court, and he was told that his contract with the NHS was non contractual, non contractual, and a court judge was allowed to rule that that was correct. Now, the BBC were alerted of this. This is all before COVID-19. A few years ago, not too long ago, just a couple of years before it. And that 
was stated. So this was raised with the BBC who have a duty to report on this, that that NHS contracts are not contractual. They don't mean anything. They're not worth the paper they're written on. So when you believe that you have a contract with the NHS, or indeed, if you believe in the United Kingdom, that you have any contract anywhere, that's your employment contract. That's your contract for your home, be it rented, be it your contract with the bank for a mortgage. Every single contract you enter into can be read out in court, which is unconstitutional, and be deemed non-contractual. Now, if we go back to the NHS, this was before COVID-19, if one does indeed believe there is a virus, and many of the NHS staff, they did, they did. They believed they were in the midst of a huge pandemic. Now, if you keep that in the forefront of your mind, anyone living in United Kingdom, we were asked to clap for our NHS on a Thursday night. Those NHS workers were given poor PPE gear. They didn't have the right gear. They were expected in this huge, deadly pandemic to wear a rag across their mouths. Doesn't stop anything. Just gloves or a visor. If this were a real pandemic, you'd be in a full hazmat suit. So first of all, they were told if they died that the NHS, the government, sorry, would would pay for their funerals. So if they had have died, if this was indeed a pandemic and they'd have died, who would have taken care of their loved ones, their children, their household household bills, their mortgages to keep roofs over their kids' heads? Who would have looked after their families? This is what you have your contracts for. But this contract was deemed by a judge as non-contractual. Now, a letter, so it's, it's not just that what if you'd have died or been injured? What if you'd been injured to a point of you couldn't work again? Now, fast forward, and we've been told that come April, over 100,000 NHS staff are going to lose their jobs for declining their human right of bodily autonomy. And it's not in their contracts that they have to have an experimental, untested, unlicensed, uninsured bioweapon injected into their body in order to keep their jobs. When they are seeing firsthand, and I not only know this from reading Public Health England and the newspapers, but I am seeing it and hearing it from NHS staff who are personally coming to me and telling me. They are terrified. They are seeing the consequences of these injections, and it is being reported on the yellow card reporting system, but only under 1% of what is actually happening. There's already been over 1,800 deaths, over 9,500 acute cardiac incidents, which will more than likely go on to die, depending on your, your cardiac muscle doesn't just suddenly regenerate. So I spoke to a lawyer just last week who had this injection and she was temporarily blinded and she had to go to the hospital. She lost her sight. She doesn't want to have the next one. I spoke to a deputy head of a school, deputy school principal, 
she was completely healthy. Now she's on steroids. She has joint pain, muscle pain, bone pain. She's in a terrible state after these two injections. So these NHS staff are seeing this front line. They don't want to have it. And that's not even before we get started on your religious exemptions, because this has got aborted fetal cell lines in it. It's got human kidney uh, cell lines in it. It's got retinal cell lines in it. And it's got other uh, chemicals in it. And that's even before we get onto your human rights. So if this is what was passed in a court, that your contractual rights on your contract with the NHS is non-contractual, you have nothing nothing to protect you, nothing at all. They are going to rinse you, totally rinse you. They're going to fire you. For those that are in their jobs that are going to be damaged by these, they're not going to do anything for you, nothing for you. Boris Johnson has stated in a court of, in, in, in parliament, he stated it on camera, that these injections are safe, that complications are very, very, very rare. This is simply not correct or true. And we are seeing it all over the world. You're seeing it in the USA. So if you take this in, that is every single member of the NHS. Your contract is not contractual. So no matter what happens to you, you are rinsed. Now, if you then take that further, to every other employer who is employee, who is being dismissed, all of the care home work workers who were dismissed. Now we have a shortage and the elderly in these care homes are at risk, but the ones in there won't be, their contracts won't be worth a thing. Then you take every other job, everything. This is so astounding. It's astounding. Now, this letter was delivered by hand with four signatories on it. Equality Fair Campaign. It's on YouTube. I urge every single person in United Kingdom to go on here and watch this video. It will explain it perfectly for you. I am behind this. I've spoken also to Professor Dolores Carhill. She is also behind this. You're going to see work from the two of us. Contracts, contracts, your rights. Now, we also have a right to be heard in the Supreme Court. That is our right. Now, this case, when this happened in a lower court and a judge ruled that the NHS contract was not contractual, which goes even against all our constitutional rights. This then must be heard in the Supreme Court and it is being blocked. It is being blocked. This is tyranny. This is what is happening to us in United Kingdom. I have to stay focused because this affects me and what is happening to me for the right to be heard and the right to a fair trial, and the right for justice.
Now, we use the laws in our land, which are based on God's laws. And what is happening all over the world is those laws are being trampled by governments who are acting in a tyrannical fashion. And they are using the police who are supposed to be there to protect us. They are civil servants. They are there to protect us, are being used by the governments as agents of the state. So a letter was delivered to Sajid Javid asking him, is this correct or is this not? Was this ruling correct or not? Are these contracts non-contractual? And we want this to be heard in the Supreme Court. So for all of you NHS workers out there, who are going to be fired for exercising your human rights, your constitutional rights, your religious rights, your rights to your contract. You must listen to this and get behind this. I am going to be very much part of this, as is Professor Dolores Carhill. We are involved in this. I understand it. It is every single contract. We must fight for our rights as citizens of the United Kingdom, as must Australia, as must America, as as must Canada. What is happening now is a small percentage are trying to take over the world, use a depopulation agenda. And they put into place all of these things before 2020. They have done it all in place. It's very clever. The devil comes to lie and steal, but he is small and he can only be in one place at a time. So he uses his demons that can be everywhere. But ultimately, God is in charge. Every day I pray, Lord... Give me eyes to see and ears to hear. And when I saw this, I saw it. And I saw it so clear and I hear it so clear. So please do play this. And I'd like everyone, you must share this. You're going to hear so much more about this because we are on it and we need everyone behind it. This is for us. This is for the NHS staff. This is for the ones who are going to lose their jobs, the ones who are possibly going to die or be injured because of this injection, who have already been injured. And this is going to trickle down to every contract, including your businesses, including your homes, including your children and everything. Yep. Okay. All right. Here comes the video. And uh, by the way, you you guys, uh, I dropped the thing in about the fetal line cells. I want people to understand right before I do this. That they give a line to try to deceive people in there when they ask about that on the mRNA. They say they do not require them. And then they go on and say the early development of the mRNA vaccines employed what? Fetal cells. So, yep, they're in there. That's It's documented. And that's not, that's not the only place you can find it. That's a document out of North Dakota. But uh, they're in there. Okay, here comes the video. I'm Piers Corbin. And we're here from Equality... Uh, a quality fair and just delivered a letter to Sajid Jad. Now, this is going to be Okay. Dear Sajid, complaint about individuals obtaining a poor judgment that the NHS staff contract are not contractual, contrary to Parliament and the Supreme Court. 
We, the undersigned in the public interest, formally complain about the individuals who have obtained a court judgment that the NHS staff terms and conditions are not contractual. We enclose evidence with our letter and remind you of your ongoing duty to achieve the correct result. We are very concerned that such a judgment was obtained to deny contractual rights to a UK citizen before the COVID-19 pandemic in breach of natural justice, which exposes members of the public, the NHS and families to risk of miscarriages of justice. But the implications are also beyond NHS contracts. We observe that the judgment was given in clear ignorance of facts of the expressed terms in the NHS staff terms and the Supreme Court ruling on contractual rights. Therefore, we observe that such proceedings were clearly unfair by ignoring such contractual terms as established by Parliament and the Supreme Court to decide what is true and false in this matter by way of a final hearing. We have seen that you have received a formal complaint on 12 August, which you have ignored. We observe the final public hearing at the Supreme Court about this case is being administratively obstructed and has clearly not taken place. It is important that public funds are used with integrity and truthful judgments are obtained. It is also very important for us to know if you stand by contractual terms, the government, NHS staff and the public rely on you for the effective running of the NHS. If we are wrong, please tell us what is true. We look forward to hearing from you, especially whether you will now apply to the High Court or Supreme Court to declare such a judgment to avoid and of no effect. There has to be a final hearing at the Supreme Court. As per Section 40 of the Constitutional Reform Act 2005, without continuing to deprive the basic human rights of any citizen for the political interests of a few. We also observe that the first complaint response enclosed on behalf of Matt Hancock and Caroline Dinich is barely helpful. We hope you will accept that people who work in the NHS deserve their basic human rights and we expect ministers to comply with their elected duty in public office to ensure fairness and the rule of constitutional law. I like the fact that she called them ministers. They are ministers of God, Romans 13. Signed by four of us. Do you want to read out the names? I'll read out the names. Signed by me, Piers Corby. By me, Dr. Alicia Bannerhorst and uh, Mr. Gujran Singh and Ms. Jill Everett. And there's a list of references and attached documents which are not in front of us as we speak. And I want to add a point about the BBC because the political and equality content of this letter are done. The BBC knew about this case, were informed, and have done nothing. That itself is disgraceful. I'll read a letter that was sent to Laura Bloomberg, the chief BBC correspondent responsible for the NHS and, and many others. 
very simple letter. Dear Laura, Hope it was sent in 2020. Dear Laura, April 2020. Um, after one of these judgments. Dear Laura, could you raise the issue with the current acting Prime Minister that a lower court judge has ruled staff, ruled NHS staff contractual terms are not contractual, leaving frontline workers and their families exposed, especially if they become sick or die during the coronavirus crisis. The individuals who appoint such a horrific ruling are very senior managers in NHS England. Such a ruling is contrary to the Supreme Court and Parliament legislation. Please confirm you will raise the issue on our behalf. Now, nothing happened. It was not raised. The BBC was silent. This is a utter disgrace. Laura Poonsley and the BBC have a duty to convey these issues to the public. They failed. All sorts of people have been pressurised, sacked, or whatever. You don't know all the implications, but they are very serious. We do have contractual terms and conditions for reasons. So that is now been undermined by a court judgment which has been ignored and swept under the carpet. Must be considered by a court, by a very simple court, and uh, that thing none has the letter. So, and you're asking to confirm whether this is correct in the letter? We're asking them to confirm uh, understandings. Is, uh, is uh, as we say, either they've got to say whether I'm wrong, or if they're not wrong, they've got to um, correct the uh, wrong thing. And so, People speaking out in the NHS now, they can be taxed for it. That is the implication, yes. And that is very, very important. And those who want to inquire, the, uh, uh, Mr. Mr. Javid has got to write back to us, equality.fairness.campaign at gmail.com. And anybody else who's got inquiries in the media, for example, that is the way to find Very, very important. I know who want to inquire the uh, uh, Mr. Mr. Javid has got to write back to us equalities.fairness.campaign at gmail.com anybody else who's got inquiries in the media for example that is the way to find thank you very much indeed your attendance um, yes, well, I think a great injustice has been done here. The National Health Service is relied on by just about the whole country. And the fact that this letter is dated, I believe it was April 4th or April 7th, uh, 2020, that is at the start of the pandemic. Now, if you were in receipt of a letter saying that all the NHS workers' contracts are non-contractual, that could pose a huge danger to the whole country in the middle of a pandemic. If all of those people could have walked out of work, if they would not be guaranteed of their own rights and their own salaries to support and feed their family, if they could just be fired at will because they were non-contractual. I mean, this is massive in the middle of a pandemic where they're putting posters up everywhere saying 
let's protect the NHS because we can't overload the NHS because it's going to be so overloaded. Now, at that point, Boris Johnson should have said something, uh, the health department should have said something, but when the BBC is alerted and says nothing and just buries the story, it's not discussed in the parliament. I mean, this is a, a little bombshell waiting to go off. Um, Okay. All right. So there is there's the video, and you know, um, just to address one thing that's going on in the chat, uh, this this new strain. I did something about that the other day. I don't think there's a new strain, as Suzanne said. They've never proven that it exists in the first place. They've never isolated the the convids in the first place. I think what you're seeing is the different batches of shots that they're giving people, and what's in those shots is causing what they're calling a new strain. It's not a new strain. It's disease that they're giving people in these shots. That's what it is. Kate, uh, you want to elaborate on that a little bit? Yeah. I, I look. It's never, ever been proven to exist in any human. It was found, I believe it was in a monkey. It's never been isolated in humans. One cannot say, I am going to, clue, uh, to, to prove beyond all reasonable doubt this, and I'm going to use this technique. But now that very same technique, I'm going to say it doesn't exist. You can't do that. So you can't say... We use this technique to prove something exists and then say, oh, oh, it's not, we can't prove it with this technique now. So it still exists, even though it's not been isolated. No, this was in silica modeling. There was an inversion in the genome sequence indicative of vector technology when it first came out that's never been proven to exist. So if you've not got something to start off with, if you're standing there holding a raspberry, if you pull out one of those little lobes and put it over here, then you can say at least it came from that raspberry. They haven't even got the raspberry. So you know what? It's never been proven to exist. So how can you have a variant? But we do know that with all of these things that they're injecting into people, people are getting sick. And I believe, I can't, I, I can't remember the name, said actually we're going to see lots of, of disease variants because these people that are being injected with this devil's soup um, – it, it's they're being injected with it <clears throat> and they're becoming pathogen primed, antibody dependent, enhanced. You're seeing all of this. But remember, you know, they're just going to keep coming up with a new variant. And you can bet your bottom dollar, as we've heard this week, if you die, regardless of whether you've had two injections, but you've not had the booster, you're classed as uninjected which means they're going to put your death down as a non-vaccinated COVID death. It's the biggest scam that's so simple. Where do you hide something if you want to hide it? Put it in plain view and people can't see it. They're too busy watching Netflix, sat on their toilet rolls, thinking about their next holiday. Um, but look, this variant, how can you have a variant if you've not even got the real, you haven't got the original thing? It's so ridiculous. It's so a Botswana. It's Botswana. Most people don't even know where Botswana is. Yeah. Never mind. Yeah. Travel there. Botswana. You know, in the Spanish flu, they called it Spanish flu. Two physicians, I believe it was, to try and hide the fact that they'd injected all these soldiers in Kansas with an experimental vaccine. And four out of five of them died of the shot as opposed to being shot. So they had to hide it all and they called it Spanish flu. And as I've read it and understood it, 
Spain was really furious that they called it that. How many people at the turn of the century do you believe what, you know, in the, in the first decade, two decades of the 1900s, even knew where Spain was? Most people never went beyond their village limits. So you see, you know, make it far off, Botswana. Most people out there go, where's Botswana? I don't know where that is. Is that not yeah. somewhere, you know, is that not somewhere third world or darkest, you know, one of these African countries? Well, let's, 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 let's read what they say about the alleged variant. The first sentence of the second paragraph, all right, after they say they got four people with a new variant... All right. They say the preliminary. Yeah. The preliminary report revealed that all four had been, wait for it, fully vaccinated for the convids 1984. So what this is, this is what this is what I'm saying. These variants are being found in those who've taken the shots. They're not found in people who don't take the shots. And you're exactly right, Kate, with the uh, the Spanish flu thing. The, the vast the, the vast majority of those people who died were, had taken the shots. It wasn't the, I mean the people were getting sick from something obviously and you know there's uh, there's there's at least the theory out there that And they died when they went into the hospital. That's right. And they were given a new drug that was unlicensed owned by Bayer Remember where all the Nazis went after the Second World War under Operation Paperclip? The scientists, they went to work for IG Farben and Bayer. And they were given this experimental unlicensed drug by Bayer, 1,400 milligrams every hour for 12 hours. So for anyone out there who knows what aspirin is, you wouldn't take 1,400 milligrams every hour for 12 hours. They died of the symptoms of the drug in the sanitariums as well. Mm. You know, people, this is, and, and, and we were told it's our patriotic duty of every man, woman, and child to have these experimental vaccines or we were going to die from the bacteria of the soldiers returning home from the First World War. Are you seeing any similarities here? But yep. the other thing I will say about that letter, Tim, is we know that they, they have to tell you, they love to tell you, if you go through it, like a detective, you will always find where they tell you the truth. And it's called a tacit agreement in law. If you do not object, you're agreeing to it. Well, if you don't object to any of this, you're agreeing to die. That's exactly what you're doing. You are agreeing to take that shot, experimental, untested, unlicensed, uninsured, agreeing to die because they tell you in that letter, they're telling you the truth that there's been four people out of Lord knows how many on earth, four people, and they're fully vaccinated. Now, look at their words. You have to remember that they use words very carefully. Oh, I'm learning that. I'm learning. In fact, I spent spent, uh, about two hours last night with Adam Heikela, and he and I were going back and forth on this of the things we're both learning of how they use they use certain words that you think mean one thing, but they actually mean something else. Uh, and I'll just toss one of them out there. Any of you guys ever been in a common pleas court? Do you know what a probate court is? Because they take you in there when, like, a credit card company wants to to sue you, if you will. Probate. Go and look it up. It is the administration of an estate. Now, why why would you, a living person, be drawn into a probate court? 
to administrate an estate. I'll just leave that for you. I got more information from you for you, but it has to do with every bill that you have, your driver's license, everything that's tied to you being in all capital letters, similar but not the same to how you were taught to spell your name when you were in grade school. I'm just going to throw it up there because this is what they're doing. They're playing word games with us. And uh, and if we're ignorant of what they're doing, they're going to get us every time. They're they're really going to they're they're going to get us every time. Yeah, there's a, there's a really good book out there called Black's Law Dictionary. It's quite expensive, but you could all chip in, your mates, your families, one of you own it. Get in groups. Don't sit down the pub discussing I'll, football. I'll put several versions of the Black Law Dictionary that people can download on PDF in the in the thing here later today. Excellent. I'll be on that one. But, you know, even something simple as when a police officer comes up to you and he goes, do you understand me? Yeah. He's do you asking, stand under what I'm saying? That's yeah. what he's saying. Do you stand exactly. under what I say? So you say no. I do not stand underneath. I do not stand under you. You know, but it's very clever. So what they're, when we talk about mandatory and we talk about compulsory, they're two different things. But if you notice the words they use after we read that sentence out, Tim, uh, they were, f- what was it? Fully, fully vaccinated. What did they say? They said uh, the preliminary report revealed that all four had been fully vaccinated for COVID-19. Okay, so fully, fully vaccinated. When one uses the word fully, then one, one is suggesting that it's complete, it's full, it's finalized. So you have to look at these words because then we're being told... We're be, it's all you know I'm being told look at what they're doing and the way they're doing it now you're being told even if you're injected twice and you've had a booster a booster it doesn't last so you'll be classed as unvaccinated when you want to travel this is not going to end it's not going to end there's going to be more variants more lockdowns until eventually everybody's having this monthly there are over 400 new injections coming that are being developed. We've already heard Dr. Robert Malone talk about this messenger RNA, how it goes in. It should stay in the muscle. It doesn't. It gets into the blood supply. Then it goes into the blood, the cells down the side of the vessel walls where it starts to make new spike proteins. It doesn't switch off. They just don't know. It's wrapped in a lipid nanoparticle so that your own enzymes don't see it and destroy it. Then you keep making all of these spike proteins. They're sticking out of all your cells. Now you have a problem with clotting and you're going to start making micro clots. You might start making big clots. And we see these people dropping. Okay, can you, can you, can you hang on? We got to close out the show here. Can you hang on with us a few minutes over? All right, great. All right, guys, uh, if you want to finish up the interview here, head over to sonsoflibertymedia.com. Got some funky music going on there. Head over to the right side of the page and uh, join us there. <laughs> Welcome to everybody coming over from Red State. I felt like there was two choirs singing in my head there. I don't know what happened. Uh, but in any case, uh, we're, we're on with things. Um, what I wanted to do was let you finish up your thought, Kate. And then I, I wonder, I know you've got a lot of things under wraps. Um, 
but if you want to tell people a little bit about what's going on with you, that's up to you. I'll, I'll leave that to you so you can have a voice to speak out because I know other people have been saying some pretty nasty things about you that just aren't true. So if you want to finish your thought and if you, if you want to you know, speak out on that, please do so. So I was just saying about, you know, when you go in for the second injection four weeks later, you've already made antibodies. So when you come in again with these spike proteins, your body goes, whoa, wait a minute, we're under attack. And it will attack everywhere for these spike proteins. Well, they're now in all your cells and all your organs. You keep coming in with more injections. Do you see what's going to happen? Autoimmune diseases are through the roof because you're attacking your own body. Cancers, recurrence of cancers are exploding. If, If you cannot see it by now, then I can only pray for you that God gives you ears to hear and eyes to see because it's all around you. It's the great deception. It's the emperor's new clothes. You're seeing, you know, I sit on this radio now and outside, I can't see the wind. Of course I can't. I see the effects of the wind. I see the trees moving. I see the leaves moving on my garden. I see the effects of the wind. So if someone said to me, do you know that the wind exists? Yes, I do. I see it. Well, how do I see it? I see the effects. We are seeing all around us the effects of these injections. This is unprecedented. I've never seen this constantly in the press. They are showing us. The press is part of it. They are showing us. The devil comes to lie and steal. These people right at the top, the very top, they're Satanists. They're laughing at us because they're showing us. Now, I'll say now, again, based on that wind, can I see God? No. How do I know God is is here with us? I see the effects of God all around me, all around me. I see it, but I also feel it. That's how sensitive you, you become to it. You know, Leonard Huxley, Aldous Huxley, who wrote Brave New World, there's a surprise. His grandfather wrote about the Gnostics and Agnostics, whether you believed in God so you were irrational or whether you didn't believe in God and you were rational and free thinking. Do you see what they've done? They try to squeeze God right out of everything. They are throwing every weapon at us now. Everything is about getting rid of God's creation in every way. It's the opposite. It's it's that's exactly what's going on. But, um, you know, going back to my nose is wrong here, going back to COVID, the quality COVID. campaign. No, it was because I nearly choked actually on some tea and I had a big coughing fit and I had to switch on my cough. Um, and I'd had swallowed a big lemon, ginger, carrot and apple juice. Um, so the Equality Fair campaign, you know, we don't win a war by, by going at the whole thing. You have lots and lots and lots of small battles. Well, they are using the laws against us. They're making these laws up. So we have to use the law back at them. And that's exactly, these are based on God's laws. So we have to use it back. And, you know, what's happening to me, I can't quite talk about the legal thing yet, but I do have ongoing cases. I do have a crowd justice campaign and I don't get any of that money at all. And I'm acutely aware of, of for myself, I have the right to, to a, a, a fair trial And I have been absolutely annihilated in the press with lies. And um, I've had my own family, my own son used, which is horrific. You don't see that happening with politicians. I'm a Christian. 
I'm I'm also a human being under my human rights. I have the right to to free speech. I have the right to speak up. I have the right to inform people of what's in this under my, you know, the, um, my religious beliefs. Not just it, that, you have a duty to do it. Exactly. And, it, and if this has been used, but look, um, people, there was somebody, you know, we have to pray for people and the things that they do. And when they begin to, to speak the way they do, and you, you know who I'm talking about. Um, I have telegram channels, British Nursing Alliance. And I, I just uh, spoke last week with Dr. Te- uh, um, I think it's daily test. She was not daily. Uh, it will come to me in a minute. Gosh, I've got brain, uh, quick brain flip there. But this lady was very involved in wanting ivermectin use. This doctor, um, ivermectin used on patients because when they were using this on the symptoms that they were calling COVID-19, ivermectin, antibiotics, vitamin C, hydroxychloroquine, they were having fantastic results. And she campaigned for this, Tess Laurie, Dr. Tess Laurie. She campaigned for this. So she's been talking this week about an alternative healthcare system. And I contacted her because there are a lot of nurses that contact me and also on the British Nursing Alliance on Telegram. So you can follow me there. And that is my channel. And I also have a new channel coming that is my channel. And it will be Kate Shemarani, Natural Nurse in a Toxic World. Unfortunately, that channel, Kate Shemarani, Natural Nurse in a Toxic World that was on Telegram, wasn't my channel. Someone else owned it. And I was just an administrator. Now, I was advised to have my name taken off there. That was just to close it or have my name taken off it, which is what what I've requested, because there were things on there that were going being shared that I could have been held accountable for. And I didn't want that because of what I'm involved in, even this Equality Fair campaign. So this is just taking correct advice. So I, I asked for that to be done. That was all. There was no mention really of anything else in good faith. And as a consequence of that, there has been the most um, foolish and almost filthy uh, statements made. Lots of um, lots of um, swearing and uh, lies about my own family. Incidentally, while we've on air, I was just just kind of collating my kids for Christmas Day to get, you know, three of my children coming here and they're partners, etc. So, you know, I am very much my other son, my oldest son is in the States just now. Uh, we have a lot of uh, my children's other half of the family, Iranians are in America, they're in Germany, they're all over. So, um, you know, he's spending time with the Iranian side of the family. So, you know, this, this is my family, this is my personal business, and some terrible things have been said, which is, it's very underhand, it's not necessary. And and anyone, please, I urge you, do go and look up what a crowd justice fund is. I have no access to it. It's to pay legal fees. That's exactly what it's for. I have no access to any of it. So for people to, to yes. speak in such a way is is foolish. And but um, you know, you just have to pray for people that do that. Yeah, and Kate, can I can I inter- interrupt you mom, just to, to yeah, make a point? Say, my mom said yeah, okay, I'm sorry. Whenever anyone does anything, the first thing we must do is always question their motives first. Yeah, well, here's the thing. Um, you know, the person who that I've seen do this, um, you know, claims to be a Christian. And I would say Matthew 18 says that you're to go to your brother, or in this case, your sister, in private, and you're to speak to them. 
And if something's really gone on, if there is a sin that's been committed against you, then you need to go and take two or three witnesses with you the next time and call them to repentance. And if it does that, you go to the church. You don't go out into the world and air out um, problems between the family. When, when you have family disputes and stuff like that, you want to keep it in the family to protect the family because you love one another. And if there's a dispute, you want to settle that dispute so there's peace. This does not go to that. Now, I just want to say, not that I dis- um, uh, disbelieved Kate or anything like that, but I did call up Mark Steele yesterday. We talked for, I don't know, an hour or so. And Mark said, look, all this stuff, he had already dressed the young man down about it. And he said, I told him what he was. And he goes, yep, I'm that. And you know I'm that. Well, that's not good enough. You need to say, yes, I'm that. And I'm going to repent. That would be the proper Christian response. But what he said was, he said the same thing that you said. He says that the barrister uh, has control of that account. And I wanted to ask you, Kate, do we want to change that crowd justice to a different link um, concerning that? You don't need to do anything just yet. Nothing just yet. All right. Um, It will become apparent what is happening. And I will go public with it all because remember what I said, I want everyone to look at the Equality Fair campaign because this affects all of us. And when we are part of something, we are stronger and people cannot attack us in the press. It's very difficult. Um, and also, you know, if we, if, um, if you look at the case of Britney Spears, she was a very, very wealthy woman. And for 15 years, she couldn't get any access to her own money. This is just slightly digressing. Because the lawyers just kept it in the courts all the time and got very, very wealthy on Britney Spears' money. And it was, oh, the poor woman didn't know who to turn to. And it was only when she then found out how to do it, all that stopped. It all stopped. So one always has to remember... um, you know what this whole system is? We must remember this. And that goes back to what you were saying, Tim, about law and the courts and the words that are used to trap us. So um, I know what's happening. I'm very much on top of it. Um, I didn't know anything, uh, but I do now. And um, this is all being addressed. So um, I am in a very big fight very big. And I'm very grateful for any monies that are paid into there. And I can assure you that that will go to the correct team that will represent me. And we all deserve to be heard. And we all have the right to be heard. Our Supreme Court is there for that. But we all have the right to a fair trial. And um, when there are things that are said that shouldn't be, then then things then then you know it changes everything but to the young man who's felt it necessary to lie and i say that it was a lie there's been lots of pieces added to this to what i asked it is for you to come out publicly and apologize and be a man and be a christian man before god who is your witness and say what I spoke, I should not have spoken. And um, please forgive me. I mean, I, I forgive you. It's not for me to judge you. God's going to judge. But, um, you know, you know, and it's not enough to admit what you've done or what you are to Mark Steele. It it's, would be more of a man to admit 
to those you've said it to. That That's right. It was and, and to those and to those he spread and to those he spread that with too, Kate. Um, there's a couple yeah. of things. Let me let me address one thing. You were talking about you see the effects of the wind, and I couldn't help but think of John chapter three. If you'll allow me just a moment here, just to point this out to people and give them the context. Everybody knows John three sixteen, but what comes before that? Most people have no clue as to what comes before that. It's Jesus talking to Nicodemus about the new birth. And I want you to hear what he has to say. And again, I got some rowdy people in uh, this morning. There was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews. The same came to Jesus by night and said to him, Rabbi, we know that thou art a teacher come from God. For no man can do these miracles that thou doest except God be with him. Jesus answered and said unto him, Verily I say unto thee, Except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. And Nicodemus saith unto him, How can a man be born when he's old? Can he enter the second time into his mother's womb and be born? And Jesus answered, Verily I say unto thee, Except a man be born of water and of the Spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. That which is born of the flesh is flesh, and that which is born of the Spirit is spirit. Marvel not that I said unto thee, Ye must be born again. The wind bloweth where it listeth, and thou hearest the sound thereof, but canst not tell whence it cometh and whither it goeth. So is everyone that is born of the Spirit. And I want you to listen to the just the almost the condemnation of it. Nicodemus, he's a teacher of the law. And he answered and said unto him, How can these things be? And Jesus answered and said unto him, Art thou a master of Israel, and knowest not these things? I, I just I find that pretty incredible because of what you were speaking about about the wind. So is you want to know, you want to know who's been born of the Spirit? Look at the evidence in their life of the movement of the Spirit of God in their life, and that will tell you whether or not they're one of His, whether they've been born of His Spirit. I just want to throw that in there. Yeah, absolutely, and. Um... You know, as I've gone along with um, this and I spoke out, I, I um, you know, I was even slaughtered for bringing up cancer, that I had cancer 10 years ago and I re- declined chemotherapy, radiotherapy, tomoxifen, Zolodex. I had surgery. Um, I foolishly signed myself out. Well, uh, well, the consultant came and saw me on day two with five drains. Wasn't really the most sensible thing to do. But I felt I'd made a mistake. I was reading two books, Dr. Gerson, Max Gerson's Report of 50 Cases and the China Study. I remember it was Albert Schweitzer, Nobel Peace Prize winner, who described Dr. Gerson as an eminent genius before his time, of his time. So um, I chose to do that. And as a result of doing the Gerson therapy, it was to completely change my life. Um, I met lots of different people. I had completely different uh, values by the time I finished. I lived a very affluent lifestyle, a banker as a husband, what I wanted my children to do. And and everything started to change for me now. Okay. As a result of that, you know, I I ended up being interviewed, having my own patients that I enjoyed far more than the business that I've got, which I've kind of wound down. It's very small than what I was doing before, because I was doing something I was passionate about and because I'd been through it. And, um, and then, you know, I, I went on local radio and then I've been on your radio, but even, even though this is really, um, this is a fight for humanity. We are literally fighting for our lives here because they're taking our lives 
but they're taking our liberties in order to take our lives. And we're seeing evidence of it all around. And they, you know, the very fact that they call things conspiracy theories, these are conspiracy truths, what we're seeing. They're not theories, they're truths. We are seeing these truths everywhere. And so um, we can see right in front of us that they are trying to split every man, woman, child, families to make us unstable, to make us not strong. Whatever your color, your creed is, they're trying to split us, blacks, whites, Asians, they're splitting us all up, all of the religions, they're splitting everything up. But it's, it's not where we should be because they want to kill everyone. Because if they didn't, why would they be using these? Why would they be wanting to use them on the children, even though it states in the literature how dangerous these things are? All of the literature is coming out. So it's really important that we understand all of this together. And even through all of this, if I were to stand in judgment and I was asked to go back and look, look at my life, Where would I say that I've had the most incredible opportunities and meetings and been enriched by those around me? It's in the last 18, 20 months. How incredible isn't that? And then if I was to take that further, what would I say was a real pivotal point in my life and and something that was for the greater good of my life? It was getting cancer. Who can say that? Many can, but lots wouldn't. Um, Yes, you know, the most fantastic three occasions of my life that that were really stunned me was when I had the birth of my firstborn son. I didn't sleep for two days. I kept staring at him. I couldn't believe I'd grown a baby. And then I couldn't believe that I was feeding him myself when he was still growing. Then I had my twins and I watched my twins be lifted out of my abdomen during a cesarean. I've got photographs of it. Get those out on Christmas Day and frighten the relatives away. Um, I, I might have to send you. A, I might have to send you a screenshot of those, Tim. They're quite, you know. There's the surgeon standing in his wellies with his surgeon gear on and his gloves, uh, and and I'm I'm lying there with my abdomen open, smiling for the camera. Anyway, um, from a, a, it was a, it was an action shot. It was actually an action shot across the theatre. I can't believe my friend took that. But anyway, look, you know what. But that was a fantastic moment when I had these two babies lifted out of me, £4.6 and £5.12, tiny, a boy and a girl, my first daughter. But then I got pregnant naturally by the grace of God because the other three were IVF and I gave birth on my bedroom floor, on my bedroom floor, on my picnic mat. I gave birth to my last daughter. Three contractions. It was all over. It was it was all over and done with um, from my waters going to having the baby and it all being over done with it was over, just over an hour. That was it. So, yes, they were incredible moments. But I'm looking at what's happened to me in the last you know, year and a half. I met you. I've met people whose books I read when I had cancer. I've met doctors that I would watch their videos. I've spoken to them. And trust me, I'm so humbled when they come on screen and they say, oh, my word, it's such a pleasure to meet you, Kate. And I think I have imposter syndrome. I'm like, they're, they're saying it's a pleasure to meet me. How's that possible? I've read their books. You know, I, I know who they are. So, you know, God does move things. And when we pray, he loves us. 
He knows every hair on our head. Amen. He knew where he, where he would put us. He would put us into our mother's womb. He knew which mother. He knew our beginning and he knew our end. And he raises us up for these times, for whatever times. And if you'd have said to me, you know, when I was in school studying for my exams or not studying, as the case was, um, if you'd have said, you know, you'll be able to read these things and remember them and articulate them to 40,000 people at Trafalgar Square, I would have never have thought that. I would have never. And, you know, when I was in Trafalgar Square and everyone watched me, I had a wonderful text today from an ex-Scotland Yard. Everyone knows what that is. He was in Trafalgar Square and watched me several times. And when I first stepped out in front of uh, it's alleged 40,000 people, I had no notes. Sound equipment was dodgy. You were there with us, Tim, from America. I've never spoken to a crowd like that. I wasn't, I prayed on the way in, in the car. I did lots of praying. Speak through me, Lord. Boy, did he speak through me. Because anyone watching me on that microphone, I've watched myself. I don't even know who came in. Because it was as though I'd been doing it all my life, emceeing, getting the crowds away with the helicopter, getting everyone, you know, warmed up and into it. And um, then relaying every bit of information in between each of the things. I don't know where that came from. But it did. And I not once did I sweat. Not once did my heart beat fast in my chest. Never. Never. My heart beats faster in my chest when I have to face my daughter when she's having a rant at me. <laughs> well, you know, Kate, one of the things that you said, and let's close on this. Let's close on this note. One of the things you said is that, you know, all of this stuff that seems bad um, is, is one of those things that, you know, it reminds me of a couple of passages. Uh, one is obviously from Psalm 11971. And I've said this before. It's good for me that I've been afflicted that I might learn thy statutes. And God has a way, you know, just like we as parents, uh, sometimes our kids are doing things they're not supposed to. We've told them, we've told them, and then we have to say, okay, come in here. I'm going to spank your bottom. We're going to pray about this. I'm going to make sure you understand why I did this to correct you because I do love you. And I, I want to correct you in a loving manner rather than sending you out here into the world and then, you know, some agent of the state have to correct you and maybe end up killing you. So we, we do that for those kinds of things. I'm also thinking of when Joseph's brothers sold him into slavery, and then all the, you know, God works that out for good. Yeah, Joseph had you know a false accusation against him with Potiphar's wife. He ended up being in jail. The guys he helped out forgot about him. And then, oh, later on down the road, they remember, hey, he can interpret dreams. He goes up there and does that. He becomes second in command in, in, uh, in Egypt under the Pharaoh. And then his brothers come down for food for the family, and when they do, he recognizes them. They don't recognize him. He does all this stuff. And the long story short is they come up, and, and they're just weeping with him. And Joseph looks at them, and he says, You meant it for evil, but God meant it for good. Now listen to me very carefully, people. Joseph understood that God was sovereign in everything that had happened in his life. How could his brothers be responsible? How could they be held accountable if God is the one who has a purpose in it? And that's what Joseph is saying. He's using the same words. You meant it for this, but the same action that you meant this way, God meant that same action for good. And it was to save many people, including his own family. And what I want to say is, in the midst of what we're doing, 
these evil, wicked people who are pushing these shots, the mandates, uh, the their their agents of the state doing what they're doing, they mean it for evil. Let me tell you something. God's people. God's people. If you're not God's people, if you're not under the Lord Jesus Christ, if you're not in Him, if you don't have His Spirit, I'm not talking to you. I'm You're part of the other people, okay? But for God's people, God means it for your good. Romans 8, 28. And I, I want to encourage you with that, Kate. I know that you know that. I know there are times that right. we get down. I know, and we have to be like David. We have to preach to our own selves and say, why are you downcast, oh, my soul? Put your hope in God. We have to preach to ourselves, too. We need it. We have to preach it to ourselves and remind us of God's promises that he's working all things together for good for those who love him and are called it according to his purpose. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and give you the last word, and then we'll close out the show. I've just sent you something. I'm in the Daily Mail today. They just can't help themselves. They don't even put poor old Fiona's picture in at the top. They put mine in. Uh, it's clickbait. You know, they love a story. So I'm in the Daily Mail today, Tim, about how I'm going to face trial uh, next month for arranging or leading. They've said leading leading demonstrators at Whitehall. Now, let me just tell you about Whitehall. I was in Speaker's Pen doing a live show. Do you remember, Tim, for you? Just a little handful of us. A rally came by. They arrived without me. They left without me. Nothing to do with me, Stand Up X rally. I've even been charged with organizing and participating in that. Oh, I, I love this. Sorry, we're not currently accepting comments on this article. No, because you would be <laughs> called out for your lies. But they'll leave. They'll leave the, the. They'll leave the comments up for all kinds of other junk that they put up. Um, that that has no bearing on anybody's life at all. I, you know, when I talked with Mark yesterday, do you see? Tim? Do you see? Yeah. They've even printed where both of us live. Now, in my town where I live, there's only twenty thousand people. I have a foreign name. There's, I believe only five of us in this country. Do you see what they've done there, even printing where I live? Yeah, there, there's no doubt that they're out to intimidate you. And this is one of the things that Mark and I spoke about yesterday, that there's a lot of things happening to you, and it's to intimidate you. And I know that that's, that's a lot of pressure to bear. Uh, but Mark's confident that uh, basically <laughs> he says, sounds to me like, well, he goes, sounds to me like. It's going to be like a parking ticket. I, that's not a good impression of Mark. You do it better than I do. But but the whole oh, thing is... We like a parking ticket. <laughs> yeah. Well, the, the whole thing that Mark was saying was, this is real. He said, I've been in trouble. Kate's never been in trouble. And he says, I know that no. what they're doing is they're trying to scare her. And they're trying to trip her up on that. And so I my suggestion is, uh, Mark was great yesterday, the conversation we had. I would say, you know, spend some time with Mark. And um, and talking and let him encourage you in that because I think he knows his stuff there and I think it'll be a lot better than some of the people that you've had to deal with here recently. Uh, but Kate, yeah, as there always, is a lot of, lot of intimidation. There yes. have been some terrible things happen to me, uh, which I'm going to share with you later, Tim, privately. Um, but I, there has been some terrible, terrible things happen to me, uh, which were all there to uh, to terrify me, to make me ill. Um, to um, um, make me very, very afraid and compliant. These are terrible things that have happened to me. Terrible. Yep, yep. Well, we're we're supporting you. I know people have been praying for you. I, I shared with them, what was it, a couple of weeks ago when you weren't able to come on uh, to pray. I've mentioned, in fact, we prayed for you on the air 
uh, the other morning. And um, and and I look, we we can't reach you over there in the UK, but our Father can, and so we're called to call upon Him, and He will do and show us great and mighty things that we know not. And I believe that he answers the prayers of his people. And so we're going to continue to pray for you. Uh, I, I'll just say personally that, uh, you know, I've said it about Adam Heikla, uh, a tremendous example uh, that I watch in a young man, a man who's younger than I am. And I see a great example for me. Uh, I see a great example for me in you. I see how you stand in these things. And I know there's a lot of people who have watched you. They've listened to you. They've seen you stand fast. Uh, they haven't heard all the things that we, you know, we'll talk about where some of these things weigh heavy on you, but they see you continuing to push forward. And I know that the ultimate thing is that we're to glorify God in that. And I, I believe that that's your intention to do, but you're also being used to encourage others to stand in the same path that you're standing in and to stay on that path. And so we want to say thank you to to you for doing that. And Kate, I'm going to close out the show. Thank you as always uh, for coming on and giving us some of your time. I mean, you you don't get paid. You ask, you know, hey, can you promote this stuff if people want the products and stuff like that? And we do that in the archives. Uh, but we appreciate your time very much. And the information you always give us is uh, really great. I know I've learned a lot. I know people in the chat and everything have learned a lot as well. Guys, catch Bradley today, 3 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Central, sonsoflibertymedia.com. He'll be on for two hours. You guys have a great day, a great Lord's Day. And Lord willing, we're going to see you back again here at 6 a.m. on Monday morning. Adios.